Happy Tuesday! My name is Alan. My name is Nick. And welcome into the dungeon. This week we find ourselves back at the Circle of Thunder, the morning after, the hangover, where Shu has just awoken from a dreamlike vision where he met with Cinemus and learned of his newfound power. Shu had also removed his chain of Talus and cast it into the fires, and this is where we're picking up. I was just sitting there, in awe, reflecting over my dream, waiting for the others to wake up. You notice that, patrolling the perimeter of the hill, Fabian's keeping watch. He hasn't noticed you've woken up yet. I slowly stand up, and now that I do, I feel the blood rush to my head, and I feel the consequences of drinking the the night before, and I call out to Fagan. Fagan! True. You're awake. Yes, yes. I have a bit of a splitting headache. How are you doing? Hi, much the same. Do you need me to take over watch for you, or are you okay? I'm alright. Sun's starting to break anyway. Hmm. Have you rested at least a bit? Yes, I have. Managed to get a few hours, shall I? That's good, that's good. Feeling a little stronger this morning as well. Really? Yes, I I myself had a dream. Or a vision. I'm not quite sure what it was. But I saw my mentor, Cinemus, the Dryad. She taught me a thing or two. I believe I can turn into flying creatures. Oh, you've piqued my interest there. Hmm, yes. I'm not going to do it right now. Don't want to waste a wild shape. That would be wise. Hmm. Got a long day ahead of us. Yes, a long few days to get back to Fandling. Indeed, and through these treacherous woods. Anyway, I'm gonna sit down for a bit, have some water, and if you need anything, let me know. I'll be okay, I'm just keeping watch. Good job. And I go back where I was sleeping and sit down. Carry on thinking about the dream. Bring out my water skin and have a little drink from that to help ease the hangover. I look around from where I'm sitting. Do I see the others fast asleep? You do. Do I see Finna? Yes. He seems sound asleep, yeah? She seems deep in a peaceful sleep. Mm. <laughs> a much deserved sleep. After all we've been through with the curse and the nightmares we've been having. I'm sure she's having a lovely dream. As Fenna's sleeping there, deep in the realm of dreams and visions, where reality weaves with mystic threads, she finds herself standing on the precipice of a long-forgotten cavern. Its walls adorned with luminescent crystals that cast a gentle glow. The air is thick with earthy scents, and the ground beneath her feet feels alive with pulsating energy. In this ethereal space, Fenner knows that she stands at the threshold of something extraordinary. As she looks around, figure emerges from the iridescent shadows, a venerable gnome clad in verdant robes that seem to meld with the very essence of nature around him. His eyes glimmer like the deepest of emeralds, reflecting a wisdom of countless ages. A crown of intertwined vines adorns his head with a glowing gemstone a finely cut diamond emanating a soft, radiant light. My child. His voice resonates like the rumbling of the earth itself, gentle yet firm. I am Sebujan, Earth Caller. Deity of Earth and Nature. And I have heard the whispers of the underground currents that speak of your great and noble deeds. Your kindness, your selflessness in aiding the natural world have not gone unnoticed. Fenner's heart flutters with awe and reverence as she realizes that she is standing in the presence of a divine being. The benevolent deity smiles 
and the cavern seems to brighten in response. Ah, oh, dear Fenner, it is with the simplicity of deeds done, with a pure heart, that great things are born. Your actions have pleased me, for they echo the harmony that I seek to uphold in the world above and that below. Segojin's gaze and shifts, and Fenner follows it to witness a gentle creature emerging from the shadows. This is a giant badger, its fur glistening with streaks of silver and bronze. It approaches Fenner with an air of familiarity, and she extends a trembling hand. The creature nuzzles against her palm. In recognition of your compassion, I grant gnomes the ability to communicate with burrowing mammals, fostering a bond between our kind and these creatures. You, Fenner, are now a guardian of this bond. Tears well in Fenner's eyes, as she is grateful for the revelation bestowed upon her. I shall cherish this gift and protect the connection with all my heart. As you should. The earth and all its creatures are intertwined in delicate dance. And you, my little cleric, play a vital role in preserving this harmony. As the dream starts to fade, Segurjan's voice grows more urgent. There is more to be done, Fenner, but first, to fully embrace your destiny and aid your friend in his noble quest, you must venture back to Nomengard. Seek the assistance of the gnomes for their knowledge is unmatched. They will surely help you in your quest. Suddenly the air around them almost seems to shiver, and Fenner's heart skips a beat as the memories of a recent and perilous plight floods her mind. Lord Sergujan, I fear the curse of lycanthropy that had threatened to consume me. It would have transformed me into a were-rat. I cannot do this. It is only through my friend's bravery and selflessness that I have been able to resist this power within me. Sigurdin's emerald eyes soften with understanding. You have faced a dark shadow, Fenner, but you have emerged stronger for it. Embrace the harmony within yourself. You have been spared of this great evil, and the curse shall no longer hold any dominion over you. The connection you share with your friends and the creatures of this earth shall serve as a shield against any darkness. Without the vision starts to fade, you see Fenner now, stirring from her sleep. I keep watching her as she wakes up with a smile on my face, content for this peaceful moment and for seeing her finally being able to rest. Oh, true. You're up already? Yes. I've been up for a few minutes. How was your night? It was very pleasant. Um, I figured you'd be the last to, to awake. You had quite a few drinks. Mm, yes, and, and I'm suffering for it now. <clears throat> I can barely talk. You see? It's been a rough night. Yes, your voice does sound rather husky this morning. Mm, yes, that's all that tale that I had. But I had a wonderful dream. A peaceful dream. Oh, as have I. Mm -hmm. I saw you smiling in your sleep. It must have been a lovely dream. It was. I always wondered how I came across these powers that I possess. Mm. This great gnomon Daze, he spoke to me. Really? He said his name was Segrogen. Segrogen? Yes. Do I recall that name from my studies? Give me a religion check with advantage. Okay, a natural one and an eleven, but I can't roll the natural ones, so it's a natural twenty instead. Natural twenty? Yep. Two sides of the yin and yang and one dice. Yep. That big boy? Big boy indeed. Playing tricks on me. Yes, this name is familiar to you. You've heard it before. His full name is Segojin, Earthcaller. You recall that he is a deity of earth and nature. I don't interrupt her. I just let her explain it to me. Seeing as she's so excited about it. He said that uh, my noble heart and my great deeds with you have not gone unnoticed. I told you you had a noble heart. The biggest heart I've ever seen. She blushes a bit. Yeah, um, he said I've now got this connection with 
with nature or with creatures. Really? Like me, then? I don't know. I'm, as far as I know, I'm not a druid. Hmm. Can you... What, what connection exactly do you have? Well, this magnificent badger. Badger? Came out of nowhere and nuzzled my hand. Was it a big badger? I know where you're going with this. It was big enough for creatures our size to ride. Really? <laughs> where is he? Well, I don't know. It was in my dream. Oh, yes. But I felt like I, I knew him. Felt familiar. Hmm. Really? Familiar? Yeah. Have you seen a badger like this before? Not that I can recall. Very weird. It was. There was an important thing as well. He said we should return to Nomengard to seek the assistance of the gnomes, that their knowledge is unmatched. Perhaps our friends there have finally decided on their new invention. I can't recall their names, but you see, if I recall correctly, you call them fiddlesticks and... Fiddlesticks and Dumbledore. Yes. I don't think that that was their name, but that will do for now. And they were inventing a... Shrink ray, if I remember correctly. A, sa- a sanity ray. A sanity ray and a shrink ray. And a straight jacket. Oh, yeah. <laughs> not a shrink ray. A straight jacket and a sanity ray. That's right. I'm not sure how either of those will help against the, the dragon. Well, maybe if we make the dragon sane, then he won't attack anymore. Or perhaps if we put him in a straight jacket, then he won't be able to fly. How are we going to get him in a straight jacket? I'm rather convincing, Fenner, if you haven't realized. We'll work something out. I hope they've invented something better. Hmm. We'll see. I fancy going back and meeting them anyway, and if we've dealt with the problem of the orcs already, and Gorthok, then perhaps we don't have to go to Axome anymore. That's true. And maybe it's a good idea to visit Adabra again. We need more potions. Yeah, she should have had a few, quite a few days by the time we get back to restock. Hmm. Just hope her... Uh... Surtas has left her alone. Yes, yes. He, he and I struck a deal, which I hope he keeps. I hope so too. Well, after defeating that Thunderbore, it doesn't seem as scary as it did once. You mentioned you'd had a pleasant dream as well. Yes, it was about my mentor, the Dryad. Oh, yeah, Cinemus. Yes, yes. I explained to her what happened, that I took flight in the dream, and that I think, like I told Fabian, I think I can turn into flying creatures now. That would be helpful, especially considering that a dragon can fly, and we can't. Yes, yes. But I danced. Most importantly, I danced with Cinemus. It was beautiful. We were floating, our feet barely touching the ground. We were intertwined. We were as one. It was magical. You see that she blushes a little. You're as one. You're meant to. Yes, like we we were embraced, and we were just (laughs) floating, and... I thought the booze had got to you. No, no, no. Don't be preposterous. I don't know about you, but I've woken feeling rather stronger as well. Yes, look at this muscle here. And I flex my, my arm. <laughs> rather stronger. So yeah, you and Shrew Shrubberies have leveled up. Yeah! Shrew has leveled up to level 8. As Whoa! We, as we revealed at the end of last episode. Two levels. Two levels for Shrew. Fan has leveled up to level 7. As has Fabian. Losers. <laughs> <laughs> so before... Continuing with the roleplay, let's roll for those new hit points and let's reveal what what new abilities true shrubberies have. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna roll shoes hit points. Yeah, go first roll, that's for level seven. Mmm, seven. Plus your constitution? Plus two, so nine. Extra HP. I now have a total of 60 HP. Oh, not so squishy anymore. No, very good. That says level seven, and also as a level seven, I gain. A level 4 spell slot. Nice. It's gonna come in handy. Feel the power. Yeah. Now I'm gonna roll again for the HP of level 8. Come on, be high. Not too bad. Base, so 5. Plus 2, 7. So that's a total of 67 HP then. That's right. And with level 8, I get an upgrade to my wild shape. As I am a druid of the circle of the moon, I gain the ability, as I was alluding to before in, in game, the ability to turn into a flying creature now. Very nice. My ability modifier also goes up by two, and I'm gonna add that to wisdom. So my wisdom right now is 16. By adding two, it turns to 18, and that means my modifier is now plus four instead of three. So very welcome. That's awesome. That's your spell casting modifier, yeah? That's right. 
and I also gain another level 4 spell slot. So two level 4 spell slots now, which is pretty epic. I need to correct something. I'm using an app, so I was calculating the HP that I rolled and adding the constitution as well, and then entering that to the app. But the app adds a constitution by itself. So in reality, I have four less hit points than what I said before, so I have 65 total. Okay, you want to roll HP for Fabian's level up? Yeah, he rolls a d10. That's correct. His constitution is plus two. That's eight, plus two, total of ten. That takes Fabian up to a max 57 HP. Not too bad. Unfortunately, unlike Shrew, Fabian doesn't get many new abilities. He does get a new feature called Remarkable Athletes. Mm. And that means that he can now add half his proficiency bonus, rounded up. His proficiency is currently a 3, so that means he can add a 2 to any strength, dexterity, or constitution check that doesn't already use his proficiency bonus. Nice. And that's all he gets. <laughs> uh, not too bad. You want to roll for Fenner? The D8. Fenner's constitution is a big old 0. <laughs> then that's 1 plus 0, 1. Oh, poor Fenner. Squishy Fenner. A total max HP then goes up to 35. Ooh, that's, that's, <laughs> that's nowhere near as high as it should be when you're going to face a dragon. Yeah, it's a little squishy. But Fennet does get some new perks. For a start, she gets an extra level 3 spell slot. Alright. I mean, she's now got 4 level 1s, 3 level 2s, 2 level 3s, and 1 level 4. Fen has also gained Blessed Healer. This means now that any healing spells she casts on others also heal her. Alright. So when she casts a spell of first level or higher, she will regain two hit points plus a spell's level. Ben has also learned a new spell. This one's a level four. Ooh. It only costs one action, but lasts for eight hours. Whoa. This spell is Guardian of Faith. Guardian of Faith. When she casts this, a large spectral guardian in the form of a giant badger. <laughs> Alright! She's gonna cast it right now. Sorry, carry on. Appears for the duration in an unoccupied space of her choice that she can see within range. That range being 30 feet. The Guardian occupies that space and is indistinct. So any creature that's hostile to her and moves into a space within 10 feet of the Guardian for the first time must succeed a dexterity saving throw. The creature will then take 20 radiant damage on a fail save or half as much on a successful one. The guardian will then vanish when it has dealt a total of 60 damage. Ooh. But more importantly, we can ride it. I don't think that's the badger she was talking about. Oh. <laughs> or is it? Who knows? This isn't fine steed. Oh, Fanna, you're up too. I hope you slept well as well. Oh yes, I was just telling true. And she recaps the, the dream that she had. Mm, it looks like Murkov is stirring as well. Perhaps we should wake the others. Murkov, get up. Oh, just five more minutes, mate. Five more minutes. Oh, my head. Oh, oh. We need to get up. We need to make our way back to Fandolin. Oh. Oh. I don't know about you guys, but I've woken up feeling a little stronger as well this morning. Yes, we all have. Did you have a dream? A nice dream. I honestly can't recall. <clears throat> I think I passed out more than slept. Having convinced Murkub to join you guys on your way back to Fandolin and fight the, the dragon. I can now reveal that instead of just being an orc, Murkub is now a level 3 barbarian. Oh yeah. So he's got 38 HP. Bad. More than thinner. And if he's not using armor, his AC will be 15. Hard to hit. Alright. So just to recap for our listeners, it means that Murkub has the rage ability, which means that he fights with primal ferocity. On in his turn, he can enter rage as a bonus action. He also has reckless attack, which means that he can throw aside all caution, all concern for defense to attack with fierce desperation. Doing so essentially gives him advantage on melee weapon attacks using strength, but attacks until his next turn will have advantage against him. He also has danger sense, which means he's got an uncanny sense of when things nearby aren't as they should be. This gives him advantage on dexterity saving throws against effects that he can see, such as traps and spells as long as he isn't blinded, deafened, or incapacitated. And he also has Frenzy, which means that when he's raging, he can go into a Frenzy. And what does a Frenzy do? It means that for the duration of his rage, 
he can make a single melee weapon attack as a bonus action on each one of his turns. Alright. However, when his rage ends, he'll suffer one level of exhaustion. Ooh. Ooh. Nice little balancing act there. Yeah. Well, Murko, part of Shoes Shrubberies, official. Do you know what's happening with the sensors on Falcon? Mm. Are, they, are they coming to Fandolin too? We don't quite know. Are they awoken? They're stirring now, yeah. Let's go over and ask them. So I walk over to the centos, stand back until I can see that they've actually awoken. How are they sleeping? Are they lying on the sides? Are they... Yeah, on the sides. Okay. So I wait a bit, let them, you know, wake up. <sighs> Good morning, True. Good morning, Santh. Hope you slept well. Yes, like a baby. Mm-hmm, very well. Did you enjoy last night? It was a nice celebration to, to a throne, to get rid of the scourge of the orcs. But there's much work to be done now. Yes, yes. I imagine you guys are going to stay here. We must rebuild our home and consecrate this ground once more. It has been tarnished by those evil orcs. Do you need any assistance? No, you have much work to do before you still. And this will take some time. Perhaps I can talk to some people in Fandling and send over materials or labor. It's all right, thank you. We will send word for more of our kind to come and... Help restore the stone circle. Okay. Be safe on your travels, Shrew. And you too, be safe here. And I hope you can rebuild this and make it the home you long. I'm sure we will at some point. If you're ever in these woods again, don't be a stranger. Oh, no, no. Of course not. First place I'll come is here to visit you guys. What about you, Falcon? As I see him waking up and stretching. Are you coming yourself to Fundling? I mean, you're... Your nest got burned down. What are you going to do? I'm afraid I won't be joining you to Fandolin True. Why not? That's... I must return to Neverwinter. What for? What do you have there? Well, I need to rebuild my life. You can do so with us and back in Fandolin. No, no. Corwin and Pelp. They're both waiting for me in Neverwinter. Oh, they made it then. Yes, I told you they were. Oh, yeah. Sorry, yes. It was... <laughs> it's been a long time. Of night. course, of course. You had uh, quite the sight last night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I hope I didn't overstep my boundaries. Oh no, you play as hard as you fight. Mm, yes, yes, I do. Anyway, it's been wonderful seeing you again. I was worried that perhaps a ugly fate had met you. But I see that you're doing well and you're friends and I am joyful. I am happy. Thank you, Shu. Oh, before you know it, my lodge will be back up and running. And you're more than welcome to come and stay anytime you're in the woods. Yes, it's... It's the first thing I'll visit when I'm in the woods, but don't don't tell the centers. Well, you'd have to stop by my place before you get here anyway. Yes, yes. Make sure you bring some more of that wine. Well, that's a bit expensive. Perhaps I bring a cheaper one next time. Oh, you just tell Bath and it's for me. Oh, right. Okay. Are you heading off this morning, then? Yes, right now, actually. What, no breakfast? We'll have it on the go. Few dried meats we can munch on. Makes sense. Suppose you're eager to get back to Fandolin. Yes, yes. And we don't know how the town is doing after the attacks of the orcs, so we'll see. That's true. We need to hurry. Anyway, I'm not very good at goodbyes, but goodbye. And I turn around and start leaving. Where are you going, Shrew? Come here. You see him open his arms wide. Oh, the falcon embrace. And I run up to him and embrace him one more time. He gives you a strong hug, almost lifting you off your feet. He ruffles your fuzzy peach-like hair that you're starting to sprout from your scalp. See you soon, friend. I hope so. I hope to see you with more hair next time. Yes, I'll, I'll let it grow once all this nasty business is behind us. I turn around now and start leaving, but before I do, I turn back once more and look at the centaurs. You know what would be faster? <laughs> oh, we've been through this already. <laughs> oh, I thought I'd try we, one more time. We must begin the works too. Yes, yes, yes. I know, I know. See you soon. Have a good day. And I leave. So you start leaving then? Yeah. That's true. Yes. Um, what about Sister Gorel? Oh, shit. <laughs> Where is she? I think she's still sleeping. Oh, yeah. Okay. Change of plans. Let's wait here until she wakes up. And then we'll head off. This, this headache is is killing me. There's parts of the night that I, I don't think I can even remember. So you can't remember rescuing Sister Gorel? Oh yes, that I remember, but I had completely forgot about her this morning. In between the dream and my splitting headache, I, I forgot. As you're talking with Fenner, 
You see that Sister Gurel has sat up now. Oh, good morning. Morning, morning. Um, Sleepyhead. Um, we need to go. Already? Yes, unfortunately. Oh, that was the best night's sleep I've had in many days. Really? Did you, did you have a good dream yourself? Uh, not that I can recall, but a peaceful sleep. <laughs> You're looking much better than you did yesterday when we found you. I feel much better. Good. So a few moments pass. All right, uh, I'm ready to go. We have a long few days, I suspect, ahead of us. Yes, and we don't have a mount. So it's going to be hard on the feet. But I suppose it's uh, easy on foot and horse through this thick forest. Yes, you're right. So Fen and Fabian and Sister Gurel give their thanks to the centaurs and Falcon, bid their farewells, and you guys start making your way back for the forest in search of the tribal trail. As we start walking, I take out the cloak I took off yesterday. Strangely enough, I remember that. And... So you put it on, no? Yeah, and I put it on. This time, though, it's a marvellous looking cloak with intricate details and embroidery. Purple. It's lovely. Pavian. Yes? Didn't you have something that pointed you north? Yes, the bow. Well, let's go opposite to where it's pointing you. If I remember correctly, Fandling is to the south. More or less, yes. That way we won't get lost in these woods and we'll find the tribal trail eventually. Well, I suspect that just simply heading south is not going to be so simple. How so? Well, <laughs> we've walked through the woods already. Between those crazy paths and we'll have to find some sort of trail, not just what are you proposing we cut through woods and bushes and no, trees. No, no, no. And... Don't talk that naughty talk. We don't damage bushes or trees. We don't cut things down in the forests. If we need to move, we move, but we'll always know where south is, so we won't get lost. That's all I'm saying. Now let's go. Talking about killing trees. I'll have you know I am the druid of these parts now. Yes, yes, we know the druid and the Giyomasvara. Yes, and I am tasked with saving the wilderness. Actually, I noticed you wearing one chain less today. Hmm, yes, that was a horrible chain. It was depicting the god Talos. An evil god of the orcs had to cast it aside. Probably for the better. Yes. So whilst the weather last night had cleared up, you notice that the heavens above are again darkening. As rain starts to pour relentlessly, as you trudge through the dense foliage of the Neverwinter Woods, your journey this far has been fraught with peril. Your bodies and spirit push to their limits. But after last night, in spite of the rain, true shrubberies are eager and push on with renewed vigour. Now with a circle of thunder behind you, a new quest to find your way back to the tribal trail and home to Fandolin commences. Give me a roll for survival with advantage. Total of 22. So you manage to find a path that you start following in a southwesterly direction. Your footsteps squelch on the muddy ground. The scent of wet earth and moss filled the air. You can feel the dampness clinging to your clothes and the chill of the rain starts to gnaw at your bones. The dense canopy above providing some respite from the downpour but also obscures the sun leaving the forest in a perpetual twilight. You continue to navigate the winding trails, you're hearing the rustle of unseen creatures moving on the underbrush. The woods almost seem to come alive with whispers and faint growls. True. Yes. I think we're being followed. Hmm. By whom? Give me a perception check with advantage. That's a total of 21. You're hearing branches creak and crack in the undergrowth. You catch a glimpse of something moving. You then see these eyes peeking at you from within this bush. You see that it's inspecting you and your companions curiously. After a moment of watching you, a gentle creature starts to emerge from the undergrowth. It's a giant badger, its fur glistening with streaks of silver and bronze. And just like in Fenner's vision, it approaches her with an air of familiarity. She extends a trembling hand. Just like a dream, the creature comes up and nuzzles it gently. Oh, shrew! I think this is the badger from my dream. Yes, yes indeed. I start trying to mount it. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna take us to Fandling. What? He has no saddle, what are you doing? <laughs> sorry, oh, sorry, 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 sorry. I got ahead of myself. So, do, do you know him? Is he a friend of ours now? Hold on, I want to talk to him. I, I seem to know him. There's this sense. He must be the one I saw in my dream. I can't speak with animals. Oh, you speak badger. Yes, I speak... Every language in the animal kingdom. Oh, what a curious creature you are. Yes, yes. Mm, do you know my friend here, Fenner? She is Fenner. Yes, Fenner. 
Do you know her? You seem rather familiar with her. Yes, I, I sense this connection with her. Hmm. Did you dream of her yourself yesterday? I'm not sure I comprehend what a dream is, but I sense that I should wander this way, and, and I feel such a great connection with her. Hmm. I'm sorry about trying to get on you before. It's, I'm, I'm a bit excitable when I see mounts. A mount? Ah, forget it. Um, do you want me to say something to Fenna? Oh, can you talk to her? Oh. Can she talk badger? I don't know. Fenna. And I speak to her in badger. Do you understand me? Uh-huh. I think he forgets that we can't understand what he's saying when he's in animal form. <laughs> I think after all this time he would have realized. No, it would seem she doesn't talk badger. That's a shame. I, I would like to join you. Oh, you're more than welcome. I wish to to travel with with Fenna, you say? Hmm. Yes, that's fine. Just full disclosure, we are going to dangerous places. You know danger? Yes, I know danger. Well, we're going to big danger. Dragon danger. Oh, mm. dragon. I'm sure that nature will protect me. <laughs> yes, I'm sure it will. I'm sure it will. A good friend. Anyway, what's your name? My name is Caspus. Caspus? Lovely name. I love it. And I love you already. You're so, can I give can I can I give you a big hug, a fluffy hug? You look so fluffy. <laughs> yeah, yes, you can. Okay, that's great. And I give him a big fluffy hug. You see Fenner looking a little jealous as you. It seems perhaps he's not my badger. Perhaps he's come for sure. Do I understand that? Yeah. Oh, oh, sorry. Yeah. I quickly let go and kind of pat myself down. I think maybe I spoiled Fenner's moment here. Let me, let me just get out of the way and you guys can, you know, cement your your friendship and your destiny. Don't mind me. And I step back. You see Fenner crouched down. She's stroking the badger's head. What did he say to you, Shrew? Does he have a name? Can I speak in and out of animal languages? Um, yeah, I'll say you can. And actually, that's just made me realize when you tried to talk to Fenner before. For some reason, I thought you were a badger as well and you had wild shapes. <laughs> and, and not that you had cast speak with animals. No. So yeah, you can you can speak with Fenner as well. So I can decide, like I want to speak to this person in Badger, and then I want to speak to this person in yeah. Common. When I spoke to Fenner before, I was speaking in Badger to see if she understood. But now I turn around and say, he is called Caspus, and he felt a connection to you immediately. He's been searching for you, and I'm sorry for overstepping, but he's so cute. You must admit. There's no need to apologize. I, I. Uh... I don't know why I felt like that. No, no. I was just sure he was the one from my dream. Here I go trying to steal everyone's thunder again. This is your moment. I need to teach you. Badger, it'd be a darn shame if you cannot speak to Caspus. Well, I can speak to him through you. I, is learning Badger something you can do? Yes, of course. It's it's to do with the, the way you speak and the way you move. It's a bit <laughs> of everything. And every night we'll have a lesson. One hour lesson. Sharp at seven o'clock before bedtime. And before you know it, he'll be speaking fluent badger. Oh, I look forward to that. You know, he looks big enough for both of us to ride if we get a saddle. <laughs> Fabian is going to be so jealous. Look at him. Fabian just looks at a total loss at the moment. You're going to have to walk whilst we ride this majestic creature, Caspus. Well, he's almost as big as I am. I'd probably squash him. Exactly. You have to walk. Well, I think you have to walk too till you get a proper saddle for that. And so Caspus joins Shrew Shrubberies. He's a giant badger with an AC of 10. Ooh. Hit points of 13. Ooh, he's <laughs> gonna die. <laughs> Poor Caspus. But he's got a multi-attack. All right. Makes two attacks, one with his bite and one with his claws. He also has a burrow speed. All right. We can get out of places. That's, that's convenient. What a curious creature. So cute. Oh, I, I had forgotten you were here. Sorry. <laughs> oh. Uh, yes, very cute. Caspus is his name. You see how he changed languages in a in a in a fell swoop. Did you see that? How he talked to badgers. Impressive. Yes, sir. You can talk to badgers. Yes, yes. And any animal in the animal kingdom. Yes, sir. That's impressive. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. <laughs> yes. You're a man of uh, many talents. Many talents. Many. I need to show you. I, I've got another talent. Um, no, no, it, it, it doesn't sound quite right, as I... Forget it. I, I've got many talents, yes, yes. Well, uh, perhaps one day you can show me. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Uh, perhaps one day. 
You notice from the corner of your eye, Fabian nudging Merkob with a smirk on his face. I'm I'm sweating. I'm slightly sweaty. It's a, it's a bit it's a bit warm today, don't you think? It's, it's a bit wet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, humid. Yes, yes. It, it's hot and humid, indeed. And I pull out my collar and, and kind of walk away from this conversation. Perhaps we should get on our way then. You acquainted with your new friend, Fenner? Yes, sir. His name is Caspers. I think Segrigen sent him to aid us. Very good boy, Segrigen, yes. We need all the help we can get. Like I always say. And so Shoe Shrubberies, with a new friend, continue to press on in their quest to find the tribal trail. The path you are following twists and winds. As you continue on for this labyrinth of woods, you're now finding it harder to find any bearings. The trees with their ancient gnarled trunks all start to look the same. Doesn't appear to be any clear landmarks to guide you. But as you continue in your journey, the weather begins to shift, and the rain subsides, giving way to a soft mist that envelops the woods in another world glow. You begin to hear the sound of running water. As you find yourself coming across a tranquil brook, banks adorned with beautiful flora, you can see through the canopy now that night has fallen. You can see the reflection of the stars in the clear water, testament to the magical essence that permeates through these woods. As you start thinking that you should find a place to spend the night, you catch the scent of a log fire burning, and you see not too far from where you are, a small hut. You can see that there's a light on inside. Do you guys smell that? Logwood? It smells wondrous. Burning in a fire. I imagine it's coming from that hut down there. Yes. Should we approach? Perhaps with caution. The last hut we went to... <laughs> It's nothing but trouble. Mm. I got turned into a newt. Yes, I remember. Let's get closer. But you guys stay slightly behind. I've got these boots, remember? I'll walk up to the hut and look through the window. Let's see what I find. Okay, give me a self-check then. With advantage because of your boots. Total of 19. You make your way quietly up to this hut. And as you're approaching, you notice that outside it, there are various beautiful sculptures made from driftwood and leaves. You're now close enough that you can see in through the window. You can see that stirring a pot on the fire. It's an elven man. He looks like he's lived for several centuries. And his once vibrant and youthful appearance seems to have been tempered with the gentle wisdom that only age and experience can bring. As you're watching him, you notice that his eyes are striking shade of sapphire blue, but they glint almost with a touch of sadness. You see his long silver hair cascading gracefully down his back and adorned with delicate beaded ornaments that capture the light almost like twinkling stars. He's wearing an elegant and colourful ensemble, featuring garments adorned with intricate elven embroidery, which almost seems to celebrate the beauty of nature. Around his neck you see that he wears a pendant, shaped like a leaf. As you sit outside this hut, you feel that it exudes an aura of tranquility and creativity. Its walls are made from intertwined branches and leaves, blending almost seamlessly with the natural surroundings. The outside contains trails of moss and ivy, almost giving you the impression that the hut has grown organically from the forest floor. The front door which you stood beside, peering in through the window, is carved with elven motifs. You can see that the windows are adorned with delicate curtains, which appear to have been made from silk woven from spider's threads. From a first uh, impression, he seems like an okay guy, right? You haven't seen anything untoward about him. I mean, the house isn't adorned with freaky stuff and maybe heads hanging off the wall and he's... No, no. ...cooking something weird in that pot that is stirring. Or whatever it was. Give me a perception check. 13. As you're looking around, your eyes now focus what appears to be various art supplies. It seems to be pots of paint, unfinished tapestries hanging on the walls. You recall those sculptures as you were coming in. As you start sniffing the air, you can smell a hearty broth bubbling on the fire. My stomach starts rumbling. Mmm. That smell is divine, actually. Can I get a bit closer to those statues? Do they look like handmade from natural resources? Yeah, they look like they've been sculpted from driftwood and leaves. Right. They look like works of art. Hmm. Okay, okay. I want to knock on the door. You see this elf look over his shoulder. Expression sad but perplexed. He walks over to the door. Well, a visitor at this time. Hmm. It is a bit late, but I could smell your hearty broth. From a mile away. Are you friend or foe? Oh, I am friend. Or else you would have found out by now. Do you travel alone? No, I got friends hiding back there. How many of you are traveling here? Hold on. Okay. There's me, Fabian, Fena, the Badger, and Murkub. Me, Fena, Fabian, the Badger, and Murkub. Five, 
think I missed... Oh, and Sister Gorilla. Six altogether. Well, if you pose no harm, I suppose you can share my roof. And I'll put some more soup on. Well, that's very kind of you. We'll pay. You don't have to worry about that. We have coin. Um, are you a friend? Oh, yes. I'm but a poor artist that lives in these woods. I like your sculptures out here. Oh, thank you. Marvellous. You have a keen eye for the arts. Well, I, I had. Hmm. How so? I just can't seem to create anything lately. Oh, you have a clear case of missing inspiration. <sighs> you seem not inside. And why do you think that is? Hold on, let's, let's talk inside. And I signal over to my friends to walk with me. Your companions join you inside the hut. The elven male, the elf, informs you that his name is Erevan. Please, come in, come in. Warm yourselves by the fire. I can't remember the last time I had guests all the way out here. <sighs> Lately the woods have been troubled with orcs and all sorts. Yes, you don't have to worry too much about that anymore. We've taken care of most of the orcs. But not, not all of them are enemies. <laughs> you see him pointing up at Murgob as he was walked in now. He's our good friend Murgob. He's a lovely fellow. You'll get to know him and get to love him just as we do. So he's not one of them, then? No, no, no. He's helped us get rid of them, actually. Not all orcs are bad, you know. And may I ask, what what brings such a wondrous group of travellers to these parts of the woods? Well, we were freeing the Neverwinter Woods from the blight of the Thunderbore and the Anchorites, and now we are heading back to Fandling. Oh, I see. But anyway, what afflicts you? Why have you lost the je ne sais quoi, the touch of inspiration? Oh, I don't know. Perhaps I've been away from everyone for too long. Hmm. That's never good. You need a warm embrace of people from time to time. Well, perhaps I will recover my inspiration here. With us, of course. Let, let's have a group hug. Um. Yes, yes, don't be shy. We just huddle up and we and we say... And we, we, we don't have to say anything. Let's not make it awkward, but we just huddle up. And hopefully that we pass our inspiration and our... Aura onto you, and then you can paint a marvelous painting or whatever it is that you do. Oh, you know what would help? Hmm. To hear tales. It's been a long time since I've heard a good yarn. Somebody's been a good yarn. Oh, you want to hear a story? Yes. Hmm. I've got a lot of stories. I've been traveling for quite some time. Could you share a tale of nature overcoming a great evil? Oh, can I? Once upon a time. There was a very lovely, but tiny seedling. This seedling was the last of its kind. A seedling that harked from a great ancient forest. You see, the forest had succumbed to a horrible curse. And all of it was dying. Trees, plants, even the animals that made their home there. But as I said, this seedling... We'll call him Sidi. Sidi was the last remaining of its kind. A seed that fell straight from the great tree that gave life to everything around it. A curse came directly from a great burning spear that had been flung from across the earth by a titan, an evil creature that was hellbent in destroying nature and the beauty it creates. The spear had struck this great tree and as soon as it did, it had burned it with hellish fire. Soon the fire spread and claimed all of the forest for itself, except Sidi. But Sidi had a job to do, and he had to fulfill his mission. To see the forest's hurt was a titan's only ambition. He traveled far and wide, across the great expanse of the earth, aided by the creatures outside of the forest, the allies of nature 
and the wilds. As you're telling this tale, you see that Erevan has started to pour broth into bowls for each of you. And he's poured some wine as well into some cups. Mmm, thank you. This smells delicious. Go on, go on. Yes. Anyway, after many years, after many tribulations, finally, Sidi reached to the kingdom of the Titans, where many made their home. Plotting, deceiving, and destroying everything in their wake. Now you say, how does a tiny seedling like Sidi defeat a titan? Indeed, a kingdom of titans. Well, you see, CD was very intelligent. And although the titans at first cast him aside as a mere nuisance, CD was able to gain the titans' trust as an informer, telling them of the vast expanses of woods that lay in other places of the earth. Yes, at times, we have to take difficult decisions, and indeed, Sidi did. Unfortunately, sacrifices had to be made, so that in turn, he could garner favor with the Titans, which he did. He became the servant. You see Erevan's face looks sad. I know. It's these tough choices in life that we have to make at times that hurt the most. But we need to look at the bigger picture and see what he did. The Earth would surely perish if these titans were not stopped and put a stop to them he did. As I said, he gained their trust. He became a servant. Looking after them, the kings, the titans, the kingdom. He cooked for them. He bathed them with the help of magics that Sidi was grating. That Sidi was the offspring of the great tree which needed the host to grow. One day when Sidi had gained their complete trust and none of the titans would suspect. He cooked them a great meal in which he included himself as the main ingredient. The titans in their greed and voracity tore into that meal, into that banquet, and ate it all up. Sidi had now found the host he needed. A glow emanated deep within one of the titans, a magical, wondrous glow, and enormous branches started to sprout through every orifice of the titan's body. It grew and grew and grew. It knew no bounds. It grew bigger than the titans, bigger than the kingdom, crushing every deviant, every titan that made that kingdom the home. And from there he spread wider and larger and returned all over the wilds back to the former glory. A new great tree had been born and with it, it defeated the great evil that had claimed the life of the land. The end. I hope it helps you somewhat. It's a bit of an old tale. One of the priests used to tell me back in the place I lived. You notice that Everon's eyes shine a little brighter. He seems a bit more energized. Is that the tale of how the Neverwinter Woods came to be? Well, yes. Some say it's the Neverwinter Woods. Others say it's the Helens themselves. We don't know. It's but a legend, a myth. Told through time. That has helped a little. Thank you for sharing that. You're welcome.
Could I trouble you for one more tale? Uh, yes, of course. About what? A tale about great friendship. Hmm. Oh, yes. That... That touches quite a soft spot in my heart. I'm going to tell you the tale of Shu. Your tale? Hmm. Abandoned when I was a baby. I never knew my father or my mother. I was taken in by priests in Neverwinter. I never had friends. I never had family. I felt like a burden to those priests, if I'm being honest. I was there because their piety forced them to harbor me. I grew up lonely. I don't know your story, friend, but that is a terrible way to grow up. Nights were long, and darkness felt eternal, until I met Cinemus. She showed me kindness, understanding, and taught me a lot, a lot of what I know today. And that sparked the adventure that my life turned into. That was the first page in my story, my new story, story with friends. I've met in the past month, perhaps not even that. Good friends, the type that stay for you forever. Many to name, but some are here today with me now. Fena, Fabian, Murkop, Sister Garel, and even this little cute creature here, Caspus, the Badger. Some of us have been through hell together, we've come out alive. We are more than friends. We are brothers and sisters. We are family. Our bonds are unbreakable. And in front of us we have a great tribulation, which we do not know if we will make out alive. But what we do know is that we will be together until the very end. But I am sure we will be fine. Because friendship like this can never be broken. And what brings you all together, then? What binds your friendship? At first it was the need. Necessity. But now it's love. It sounds like you have been through a lot together. In this short while, you could never imagine what we've been through. It seems like you are truly great friends. I feel a spark within me again. Perhaps this will be enough for me to create my masterpiece. I wish to capture the essence of the Neverwinter Wood. Mm. To leave a lasting legacy of its beauty. To enchant all whose eyes lay upon it. And for it to become a testament to the timelessness and magic of the forest. You all should rest. I I feel an urge to, to start painting again. Draw by the fire. I'll, I'll continue my work. Thank you, Shrew. Oh, you're, you're welcome. Actually, before, before you go to sleep... I must give you a small token of my appreciation for rekindling my inspiration. Oh, the food and drink is enough, trust me. Oh, I must insist. He walks over to a small box on his desk amongst his art supplies. And he presents a small, intricately carved wooden pendant, which has a delicate tree carved into it. This pendant channels the magic of these ancient woods. I see you have a, an appreciation for chains and pendants. <laughs> oh, very astute of you. Yes, yes, I love them. This will grant you with a deeper connection to nature. Ooh. It will enable you to communicate with animals and plants. Ooh. And even summon the aid of friendly forest creatures. Ooh. This used to belong to my wife, Shalara. Oh. My ex-wife, I should say. She never understood my mad obsession with art and for nature. <laughs> she must have left about a century ago now. Ooh. I have no need for it. It only brings me sadness. Perhaps this is what has been bringing me down. With my newfound inspiration, it's better that you take it. Why? Why? Thank you. Thank you. So this is the Feywood Talisman. It allows you to cast, speak with animals, 
or speak with plants once a day. It also allows you to summon once a day either a direwolf or a giant spider, or twice a day either a boar, a black bear, a swarm of insects, or a swarm of ravens, all creatures of the woods. You are quite the storyteller, Shu. Oh, yeah. Yes, well, uh, the odd stories I've picked up here and there, you know. Like a sedilia, a man of many talents. <laughs> As you guys start tucking into your bedrolls, huddling around the fire, you see Erevan working on his masterpiece. As he continues to craft this mural, is there anything Shrew or Shrew Shrubbies want to do? No, I just want to lie there by the fire, wait for the warmth embrace of sleep. But as I do, I want to watch our friend here paint. You see him working enthusiastically on his, on his painting. You can hear that he's mumbling to himself. He's talking about nature, about the beauty. You can hear him retelling parts of your tale to himself. You hear him say, oh, oh, never mind. We'll just call that a happy little accident. <laughs> <laughs> we'll put a little happy tree over here. <laughs> Actually, I'm going to ask you to add an inspiration to your to your character sheet. What's that for? The stories? For coming up with those tales on the fly. Oh, nice. That's my second inspiration. Yeah, I got two. As you lay there watching him and listening to him softly speaking to himself, you notice that your companions have already fallen asleep. Your eyes are getting heavy. His voice exudes this peaceful feeling. Between the sound of his soft voice and the sound of his brush on the canvas, you feel yourself give way to sleep. And that's where we're going to call it a session. Nice. Awesome. Weird <laughs> episode. Yeah. <But> awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Bit of a Bob Ross Easter egg there as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Loved it. So yeah, I hope you've, you've enjoyed today's episode. Something a little different. If you want to hear us talk a little bit more about it, don't forget to visit www.i2td.com. Got links to all our good stuff there, including our Buy Me A Coffee page, where you can sign up to one of our membership tiers and get access to our bonus exclusive episodes where we reflect on the episode we've just played. Yep, also you'll find our shop there where you can donate one-off items that will help us in a journey and will put you in the middle of the story. Well, when we find the item, we'll give you a shout-out. Yeah, it's a way for you to influence the stories we tell. That's right. So there's potions there, one-off potions that you can donate or other items like plus one swords, whatever it is. Just go in there, have a look, and see if you'd like to help us and donate. Obviously, your donations help us grow our podcast even more. So thank you very much for that. If you cannot donate or wish not to, you can also still help us by leaving comments, liking, reviewing, anything you can do in your podcast player of choice or YouTube or anything like that. So yeah, leave reviews, likes, comments, everything helps. And don't forget to share. And share, of course. And tell your friends. I mean, if you have friends that like D&D or, well, TTRPGs and podcasts, make sure you let them know that you have found this cool podcast that you should be listening to. Spread the word. Please do. We hope that now 47 episodes in, we're showing you that it's a whole lot of fun to play D&D. Or TTRPGs with just two people. Don't need a full party to have a full night of fun. That's right. So yeah, today we don't have a Twitter twatter. Or, no, or whatever it's called now, because yeah. Twitter's changed. Twitter's changed, so we don't have Twitter twatter anymore. We need to come up with a new name, so we put it on hold for a while. Just kidding, we just... <laughs> we forgot. <laughs> well, we didn't have time to... Yeah, we forgot. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, we still have the end of the episode club. Yeah, that's right. You know what to do by now. It's episode 47. You don't know what you're doing or what this is. Where have you been? Why are you, why are you turning it off when the episode ends? Yeah. That's You've the fake end. Out. Yeah, it's the fake end. There's, there's more. There's more. This is, this, this is it. Like, forget the rest. Forget the whole episode. <laughs> this is what you want to tune into. So, yeah, in this section, we give out a little password for you to use in, you know, in a comment on your podcast player of choice, on our Discord channel, on YouTube, wherever it is that you want to post it. And you can try and become the Kiyomas Vrada. Kiyomas Vrada. It just proves to us who's sticking on till the very end, who's rolled those high constitution saving throws to get through all our nonsense. And it gives us a good laugh as well. Yeah. We really enjoy them. Whichever comment wins, we'll have it on Discord for prosperity. Yeah, so get in there. Go join our Discord. The link's on our website, i2td.com. And today's password is masterpiece. Like the one our new friend is painting. Indeed. 
So without further ado, we hope that you've enjoyed this episode, and we hope to see you next week as we delve into, into the, the dungeon. dungeon. Yes, it was about you. But me. <laughs> I'm joking. He's been searching. <clears throat> he's been... He's, <clears throat> he's uh, you can talk to badgers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and beavers. It's <laughs> true. <laughs> <laughs> Uy, coño, eso no era rarísimo. Sí, eso que ya no es existe, ¿verdad? Yep, there you'll find a shop. Sí.